Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Dan Dickow, SB Live Sports on the ISO podcast. Thanks for listening in. If you're a frequent subscriber, uh, appreciate it. Please hit that review button. Leave us a review. If it's a first-time listener, click like, subscribe, and review would all be greatly appreciated. Um, Lots of podcast episodes in the works where we're going to have interviews. We're going to have upcoming looks at specific games throughout the league play in college basketball. We'll have our typical mailbag Wednesday episodes. If you've got a question, send it to me, dickow at scorebooklive.com or hit me up on uh, social media channels at dandickow21. Today's release being Friday, January 21st. Just wanted to look at some of this weekend's best games. And the reason is, is we're starting to get into the meat of league play and college basketball. And there's some, some movement that is going to happen uh, in many different leagues. That's going to impact and whether or not teams are truly a legitimate at large team, we're going to look at um, teams that start to separate themselves um, and maybe even find some upstarts over the next week or so. Um, that might move themselves onto the bubble or clearly in the NCAA tournament. So I've got a couple games here over the weekend that I've pinpointed as very um, interesting in my eyes. And then being that it's the NFL playoffs, and if you've listened to this podcast um, somewhat frequently, you will know that I'm not a huge football fan. Matter of fact, for someone who works in sports media, I follow football about as little as possible but being that it's the playoffs i actually watch some of the games now so uh giving my two cents on each of these football games uh coming up this weekend so as mentioned just going to start with college basketball the, the three best games that i see when i go through saturday's schedule um first off you got a great one and i'm talking great uh you know i will be calling uh a game uh, on Saturday evening, New Mexico at Wyoming in the Mountain West for CBS Sports Network. And, you know, my, Wyoming's off to a great start, so they're a great story this year. 11-2, um, and two, they've had a COVID pause of three weeks. But uh, I'm traveling right now. I'm going to make sure I set a couple hours aside and watch the game I'm about to talk about, and that is Kentucky and Auburn. I think this is uh this is a tremendous game for Auburn to prove that they are truly a one seed contender in the NCAA tournament. When you look at 
the game. Kentucky's ranked 15th. They're 15 and three on the season. Uh, Calipari has done a really nice job. Yeah, he's always got talent. Some years have passed. The talent hasn't come together as well as, as others. This year, uh, had a couple slip-ups early, but now they're really trending in the right direction. Um, and a big part of it is All-American candidate Oscar Schwebe. He's averaging 16 points, nearly 15 rebounds, which is incredible, over 60% from the field. Uh, he's just been an unbelievable interior presence uh, all season long for Kentucky. Uh, you know, I mentioned he's an All-American candidate in Ken Palm's analytics. Uh, he also has a National Player of the Year uh, race that's done through all of his uh, different versions of analytics. And he's actually uh, in the lead uh, for Player of the Year. So he's uh, obviously a big part of what Kentucky does. Ty Ty Washington's really come on strong as of late, freshman point guard. Really creative with the ball, can can score it. Uh, so has started to really figure out college basketball uh, in that point guard position, what it takes to be successful. And I think maybe the unsung hero for the Wildcats this year is Kellen Grady, a grad transfer. Spent his first four years at Davidson. Um, and as you would probably know, if you're a college basketball fan listening to this, Davidson, the home of Steph Curry, Kellen Grady went to Steph Curry because, or excuse me, Kellen Grady went to Davidson because his favorite player was Steph Curry. He wanted to follow in the footsteps of Steph Curry and learn um, from the coaching staff at Davidson McCollop and learn how to move off the ball, how to be as efficient as possible. Had a great four years at Davidson, struggled with a little bit of injuries uh, towards the end of his career. Um, but still, he's a great shooter, having a great uh, grad transfer year at Kentucky, where he's shooting over 43% from the three-point line, averaging 11 points per game. Uh, he's provided shooting and experience for Kentucky. But to talk about Auburn now, it starts and ends with Jabari Smith, uh, another All-American level candidate who's a freshman. Uh, early on this season, Chet Holmgren, of Gonzaga, Paolo Banchero of Duke got most of the recognition, and rightfully so. Those guys are incredibly good. But Jabari Smith, uh, over the last few weeks or so, has crept into the conversation as uh, possible freshman of the year, possible All-American candidate, possible number one pick in the NBA draft. Uh, he is very versatile. I mean, he is, and he he's got size six nine, six ten, but he plays with the fluidity and the movement and the skills of a guard. He's averaging 16.6 rebounds a game for the 17-1 and Auburn Tigers under Bruce Pearl. Um, they've got four players averaging double figures. Maybe the most important, though, is a North Carolina transfer. Walker Kessler couldn't really find his way um, in Chapel Hill, even though he's very talented. Uh, he's averaging 10 points a game. But get this. Over four block shots per game. I mean, that is just unbelievable. He's really been able to anchor that Auburn defense. And again, that the reason that game is so um, much watch TV for me is you look at uh, you know UK fifteen and three, Auburn seventeen and one, ranked number two in the country. 
Auburn would be ranked number one over Gonzaga had it not been for two writers in the voting poll. One put them at six, one put them at nine, even if they both would have been put at, say, five in those polls. Auburn would have had their first number one ranking in history on the college basketball side. Would have been a cool story. Still is a cool story. Uh, that's a heck of a game to keep an eye out on today. Second game I'm looking at, uh, I'm going to the Big 12. I'm going Baylor and Oklahoma. And the reason I'm going Baylor is, uh, you know, they're still a top five, six team at 16 and two on the season. Uh, but they they had those two losses, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State at home in Waco, which is not normal. Texas Tech's a very good team. Oklahoma State has talent, but they're not ranked top 25. Uh, they did bounce back with a win uh, in their in their last game. But uh, Oklahoma, um, under Porter Mosier as a new first-year head coach after coming over from Loyola Chicago, uh, I think has potential. You know, they sit this season at 12-6. and six. Uh, but as we all know, the Big 12 may be the best conference. I, I think when you're looking at quality of conferences this year, I think you go Big 12, SEC, clearly the top two leagues. But um, if Baylor can go on the road and get Oklahoma, a win in Oklahoma, I think that really gets Oklahoma, or excuse me, Baylor back on track uh, as a true Final Four type candidate. They've got obviously a lot of roster uh, transition from a season ago when you had maybe the best backcourt outside of Gonzaga or right along the line with Gonzaga a season ago. Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, uh, Maceo Teague, all either in the NBA or in the G League right now. But James Akinjo, the grad transfer from Arizona, he's impressed me so far. Uh, I thought he was sporadic at times in his play at Arizona, as well as his first stop, Georgetown. Um, but Scott Drew's got him playing really well, averaging over 16 a game, playing much more under control, dictating pace, dictating tempo, making the right decisions. Uh, Adam Flagler continues to play well. I think Matthew Mayer has evolved as a player now, averaging just under 10 points a game. And then you you add in the length and the athleticism that they always have on the front line this year with John Jonathan Chachua Chachua. Um, they've got a chance to get back to the Final Four. But Oklahoma interests me just simply because of my Spokane ties. They've got two players from Spokane, the, the Groves boys. Tanner Groves, who leads them in scoring at 13 points, as well as six rebounds. And then the youngster, Jacob Groves, he's averaging four points in about 14 minutes a game. They transferred over from Eastern Washington, uh, where Eastern made an NCAA tournament a season ago. Uh, under coach Shante Leggins, who's now at Portland. Um, Shante Leggins heads to University of Portland. The Groves boys decide to head into the transfer portal. Lots of schools reached out. Um, after their performance against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. And they decided Oklahoma and the Big 12 was, was the challenge that they wanted to take on. And uh, they're both, they both look like they belong in the Big 12. So that's why I've got an eye on that game, in addition to Baylor being so good. Third NCAA game that catches my eye on this Saturday uh, is a game in the Mountain West, San Diego State has been the premier team in that league really ever since Coach Steve Fisher uh, got his feet under him. 
And now Brian Dutcher has continued on the success of that program. You know, they're sitting at 10 and 3, 2 and 0 in the Mountain West. Don't have as many games as others uh, across the country because of, of uh, COVID postponements of games. Uh, but they're a really good basketball team, always been built on the defensive end of the floor. They, they don't, um, you know, score it, I think unbelievably well they've only got actually one player averaging in double figures uh that's trans cal transfer matt bradley who averages around 16 a game uh, but outside of him they've got a lot of pieces that um on any particular night can get you 10 to 14 points um so if you're preparing for them you've got to be aware of multiple guys on the scouting report in addition obviously matt bradley but they're built on the defensive end uh that's where they've been so good for so long um, and they host upstart Boise State. The Broncos came in this season uh, with a lot of high hopes. They got off to a, a little bit of a rocky start, um, and then Coach Leon Rice adjusted the starting lineup, inserted Tyson Degenhart, a freshman, into the starting lineup, and ever since that's happened, they've been undefeated. They've won 11 games in a row now. They're 5-0 and in the Mountain West, and they're looking like they could truly – win the Mountain West this year. They're looking like they could win a game or two in the NCAA tournament because defensively, I mentioned how good San Diego State is. Boise State has been equally that good this season defensively. Now, the thing uh, about Boise State is uh, on the offensive end, they can go through some spurts where where they don't necessarily score it that well, um, but they can guard, um, and they've got size and versatility for that league in how they can guard. Um, But I think a big thing comes down to consistently getting scoring, um, and where does it come from? They're led and scored by Abu Kijab and Marcus Shaver Jr. at 13 a game. Shaver actually just hit uh, a big-time three with a, a second and a half left to win it at Utah State the other night. Um, and Emmanuel Acott, uh, another transfer from the Pac-12, uh, averages around 11 a game. You know, when you talk about offensive creativity, um, you know, they've, they've got good pieces, but they're not very creative with the basketball outside of Marcus Shaver at this time. I think they can run good actions. And, and when they are uh, when they play in space and play for each other, they are good on the offensive end. Um, so those are the three games at the college level that I'm really looking forward to. Um, Kentucky-Auburn, Baylor-Oklahoma, and Boise State-San Diego State. Uh, and like I said, I was going to touch on – the NFL playoffs, I don't watch a lot of football, um, but when it comes to playoffs, it's a whole new beast when it comes to sports, whether it's the NBA playoffs, whether it's the NCAA tournament. It's just uh, a new level of excitement uh, for fans as well as players, but you get the attention to detail that players play with and coaches coach with. It's really fun to watch. So when I look at these games, um, Cincinnati at Tennessee. I'll be honest, I know nothing about either one of these teams. I think the only player I know on Cincinnati would be Joe Burrow coming from LSU in college. That's the only player in this game, to be honest with you, that I know. Now I know, go ahead, send me your comments. Say, how are you you a sports analyst and you don't know anything about football? It just is what it is. I mean, you you find your interests, you kind of run with them, and football is never – been a huge driver for me of, of wanting to sit down and watch games um, in the big picture. Yeah, there's some guys that I've, I like watching, have liked watching, 
and and one of those guys is coming up next. Um, but overall, it hasn't driven me uh, to really be interested. The other game, uh, the other couple games, San Francisco at Green Bay. That's one of the guys that I've always been interested in watching. Um, is with with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I was a Packer fan growing up. First with Brett Favre, now with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I think he's so unbelievably talented. I've really earned a lot of respect for him, and, and also off the field, and, and how he's uh, stood up for some of the things that he's believed in, or he believes in, um, with the COVID mandates, and, and just being able to share his mind and, and his beliefs. I think that's so important these days. Um, so that would be the guy that I'm looking for uh, and I will be paying attention to a little bit if I do turn on that game for a short bit. Last two games in the NFL, uh, first one being the L.A. Rams at Tampa Bay. Obviously, everybody knows Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, um, one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. And then with the, the Rams, the only connection point that I know or the player that I know anything of would be Cooper Cup. Played at Eastern Washington, had a chance uh, when I hosted a radio sports radio show in Spokane with Sean Widmer a few years back. We we did interview Cooper Cup a couple times. I just know him of him as a unbelievably talented wide receiver who leaves no stone unturned and improving. And so uh, those would be the guys in that game. And then the final game, Buffalo at KC. Don't know anything about Buffalo, just being honest. I think Josh Allen might be their quarterback. Don't know anyone else. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes, uh, quarterback, Kansas City, won the Super Bowl. Uh, it's just uh, – it is what it is when it comes to football. I don't follow it much throughout the course of the regular season uh, outside of a few highlights here or there. When it gets to the playoffs, yes, it gets interesting. I will absolutely watch the Super Bowl. I think that's uh, – you know, almost a prerequisite uh, for for Americans to watch the Super Bowl. But uh, for Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, this has been the ISO. Check us out uh, on all your social media platforms by following me at Dan Dickow twenty one. We're going to begin releasing many of our podcast episodes on a YouTube channel for Gonzaga Nation SI in the coming weeks. So appreciate you checking us out. Thanks. Like, subscribe, review. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the sports out there. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.